Welcome everyone to the Action Only Podcast. I'm your host, Jalal Wilson, and today we have a very special guest. I have Candace Frazier today on the podcast. And before we get into um before we get into the conversation with Candace today, I just want to remember it's this time of the year where you know Christmas is going on, holidays is going on, and this is a time where we all start to make those things, New Year's resolutions and all these things that we're going to start next year and all these things we want to get done next year. What I want to do is encourage you to start on those things you already know you need to do now. Don't wait to next year. Start now because there is no better time than the present and tomorrow is not guaranteed. So start today. And then with that being said, let's get into this. So Candace Frazier, I have known her for many, many, many years, and she is absolutely wonderful. I was absolutely thrilled when she agreed to come onto the podcast um, because she has a lot of insight that I think is very important. In 2015, she pivoted into the world of real estate and got her real estate broker's mm-hmm. license. And she has been on a tear ever since. Uh, top tw- top producer in 2020, 2021. And I, she has so much wealth of knowledge that she has to share. And she's had to overcome some things in her life to get to where she is today. And I think it's important that we have these type of conversations because one, we need to know what is possible. For us to become it, we have to know it's possible to be able to become it. And so these conversations are very important. And so without further ado, we're going to get into this conversation. Candice, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just getting home from the office. (laughs) Good, good. Well, I, again, thank you very much for coming on the the podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to, because I'm going to be respectful of your time, I'm going to jump right in. And what I want you to do for everyone is to kind of give us the overall journey that led you to 2015. I saw a post on Instagram. It was October, 2015. You were at an interview and you were like, it's a new season. Like, I want to know what led you to that point in 2015 where you're like, Hey, it's time for me to go a different direction and head into real estate. Yeah, well, it's funny that you say October of 2015. And when I look back, October of 2015 was when I um, finished real estate school. And so um, basically working in sales, customer service for, I mean, at that company specifically for 11 years, but in general, since high school, you know, I, I had my son when I was 16. So College got skipped. I went straight into the workforce, working at a bank. So kind of worked my way up, then over to Comcast. So here we were 20 years later, and it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And what I was doing then was changing to the needs of, you know, a company. And I thought, gosh, I watched my mom invest in real estate um, since I was little. And so sometimes we don't take those tokens and those nuggets when we're supposed to, but I I believe everything happens in this timing. And so um, I remember just watching my mom, she had went through a few transactions and she 
wanted me to be a part of those. And um, she had bought a couple of properties, I want to say maybe 2011. And it was like 2013, 2014, she had let go of two. And I watched her through that process and, you know, the finances and everything. She's showing me all the way from beginning to end. And I thought, what am I doing? Because this real estate agent you have here, he's, he's cool and all, but I think I could do that a little bit better. And um, I decided to get my license. Um, I procrastinated a little bit and my husband took the courses with me and paid for my class for whatever reason he said Candace I think you were just so comfortable that you weren't going to do it and um, so got licensed and stepped right into real estate um, however I will tell you I stepped into it with a goal not just to help my community buy and sell um, that was one thing that was really passionate and I, I went in pretty much as a buyer's agent because I thought you know what, everybody I've worked with, everybody that I know that does not own a house should own a home. We should at least own that one home. And so I, I went hard in the paint. My first year I sold eight homes, um, oh which is pretty nice. It was rookie of the year at the brokerage I was at. Um, but then when I looked at kind of like the cost and everything that all the hard work I was doing, um, when they say that the average agent makes about fifty to seventy thousand dollars a year, that is right. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for me, and where I was with my family, because um, my husband and I have traded spaces well before me getting into real estate, and that's on the financial side. So I had been the breadwinner for at least eleven years, and um, so for me, it was like, okay, that was a great year but I've got to do this better. And I listened to, you know, just some, um, my broker at the time, a couple of mentors that I had sought out and it was intention. Like Candace, you can do this. You just need to bring that intention. So I did my second year, I sold 27 homes and that right there was an ultimate game changer. Um, wow. Yeah, that okay. was- let's go back. So your first year, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this real estate thing. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make this work. I, I sold eight houses. You know, that's a good people. Most people be like, yeah, that's, that's good. But not Candace. Candace said, you know what, this, these eight houses, this is good, but I know what I am capable of. And since yeah. I know what I am capable of, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to seek out people to help me so I can do this better. Right. Right. That is amazing because you you took action and said, hey, I'm not I'm not content with, you know, with all the other agents are able to do. I want to do better. And then the next year you do three times what you did the first year. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. OK, I just wanted to point that out because I don't want people to miss this. Like you you. <laughs> because <laughs> you, you you were very intentional and you understood you know you didn't want to be average and so you didn't act like you were average you did what non-average people do seek out people to help right. be able to listen to people who are where they want to be and then you produced yeah. so go ahead I want to make sure people got that yeah yeah so so that was you know and pretty consistently that's my average production about 25 to 30 transactions a year so over the course of 
now it's been set, actually January will be seven years um, in real estate as a licensed um, real estate agent. And so um, that's where I've been consistently. Um, I, I made a few moves from, you know, one brokerage to another um, almost three years ago. So about three years in or uh, four years in, I got a call from the company, the brokerage I'm at now, Best Choice Realty. And it was like, we want to interview you. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, I just kind of figured out real estate. I've got my groove going. I hired my transaction coordinator. I went the route of, you know, having an assistant and found that wasn't kind of that space for me. And I'm leveraging. I'm, I'm now really figuring out how to run this as a business and not having the business run me. Um, mm. And I'm pretty producing, you know, I've got my LLC and my, my corporation and, and things are working right. And so I, I listened and the opportunity was to assist other agents with business development and production in real estate. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Okay, Lord, is this for me too? And the one thing, you know, that job, you know, obviously wasn't going to produce as much income as my other, you know, real estate job. And mm -hmm. I shouldn't even call it a job because it's not a job when you love what you do. Um, but it, you know, I wanted to make sure that this job did not outweigh in the income on the flip side. And so... I was like, as long as I can stay in production and leverage this and do this, I'll give it a try. Why not? Um, and so here I am almost three years um, being the regional sales manager for my brokerage and doing real estate and purchasing real estate. So in that journey, I cannot forget to mention because I did not get in real estate just to help people buy and sell. The other portion right. of it is to build generational wealth for my family. The first year I got into real estate was when my grandson was born. And um, when you have the grandbaby, when the grandbabies come, it's like this love like no other. And I wanted to have something for them, build a legacy for them. And I know that real estate is a keystone of wealth. And so I had also set a goal to purchase um, homes. I wanted to purchase a home every year, which did not, wasn't able to do it the first couple of years, because when you step out of, you know, a regular uh, W, what is it, W-2 mm -hmm. job to 1099, you've got to wait two years before they can really calculate your new income. And so, um, but I also, you know, it's like, I want a house every year. So I did the step up. I purchased a condo. I purchased a home with my daughter. She went off to college in Georgia. And so, you know, as soon as she turned 18, it's like, let's get you your credit right and get you on this mortgage and buy the house in Atlanta as opposed to renting out, you know, an apartment, which we were about to do. It's like, why would we do that? You know, why don't we buy bought her a house, bought another house, um, last year October and sold that this year was my first flip um and paid off my first home um which you know I'd owned that home for 21 years never thought it would be paid off so really I mean 
It's been a, a wonderful journey, um, a lot of learning lessons, but building real estates. Write them goals down, set them, and crush them. Write them goals down, set them, and crush them. So it, it, I love that. Uh, so it's safe to say that real estate has completely changed your life. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that is amazing. I mean, you said, I like what you just said right there, you said... Um, you know, you had the home 21 years and never thought that it would be paid off and you were able to pay it off last year. Like, what was that when you went in there, laid down that final payment? What was that like? What, is, what was that feeling? You remember that feeling you felt when you were able to do that? It, that wasn't the feeling, you know, I, it was cool. But it was mm -hmm. kind of hard because, you know, you're taking this, you know, taking a big check, you know, yeah, like yeah. $70,000 check and going and taking it to the bank. That was kind of hard. You know, I don't know. You get used to seeing money sitting in an account and then you take uh -huh. that out and it goes down low. And it was that that was that weird kind of feeling. But when it yeah. hit me was because that year at this point I had five mortgages. Right. So when mm -hmm. it hit me was when that was paid off and I went online. So all my mortgages are all in one place. So I went online to pay these five mortgages, right? Yeah. And it was four. <laughs> that yeah. was I was like, <laughs> and you know, collecting the rent from the properties and what have you and, and realizing, wait a minute, you've got, got a little extra money in the bank now, sister. <laughs> yeah see that is amazing that is amazing that's what i'm talking about like wait a minute okay it was five now there's four and this is okay yeah i love that okay so when you're doing this work what gets you you know i i, I noticed you said earlier that um when you feel when you're doing something you love it doesn't feel like work so what what piece of this is really exciting to you is it the fact that you're you're selling? Is it the fact that you're able to buy things? Or what is it? What about this whole real estate thing is like, man, this is how I knew this. This gets me excited. This was for me. What gets me excited is that creating that connection with a buyer in that home. And it's really, to be honest with you, really keeps me going as those first time home buyers. When you are able to realize something that you you know, dreamed about that it's here and it's happening. Like literally I'm giving you the keys. You made a commitment with me. We've gone through the process. We've toured a few homes. You decided on this one and you did the work to get there. And I get to hand over the keys and you get to create, you know, whatever you want with your family, however that looks for you. And that, that is amazing. And then knowing that that avenue allows me to reach my goals in real estate and in creating the generational wealth. Um, I don't know if I said this, but, you know, I want a house for each one of my kids, all four of them. One is an angel child. Um, and I have four grandbabies and I'm halfway there. And so the, the, the steps and knowing that this all comes to one big thing is amazing. Um, and then, you know, the foundation, um, being able to take proceeds of each transaction that I, you know, each closing that I have and pour into the foundation to build that, um, that other part of the legacy that I want to have. So it's yeah. 
Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And we're going to talk about, we're going to, we're going to talk about that in a minute that, um, you know, one of your children, that's an angel. Now we're going to talk about that, but I want to ask you, what is the biggest mistake that you feel like you've made on this real estate journey of yours? You know what? God, that's a hard one because I've kind of turned mistakes into learning lessons. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you when I look at mistake, I'm looking at a oh, thing. I picked up the phone and I dialed the wrong number. But uh-huh. the mistakes that I have made, they're all learning lessons. So in my mindset, I haven't made any mistakes. I've made some learning lessons, a ton of them, a ton of them. Because in real estate, if you get, I mean, I think in any business, if you get stuck in the failures or the mistakes you made, Mm -hmm. can stay stuck there. And it it creates this, you know, all these uh, beliefs that are incorrect and you, you get stuck. And so I really don't look at anything that I've done in this journey as being a mistake. You know, it's it's all been learning lessons to get me to the next level. It's like, okay, well, I didn't pick up that phone and call that customer back like I should have right away. I missed an opportunity. I'm not going to do that next time, right? I went on a listing appointment and I didn't get the listing. Was that 100% a mistake? Or was it that, you know, I didn't bring my confidence. I didn't show them the value of who I am and what I'm here to do. So um, that's a hard one for me just because my mindset totally changed. Sorry. No, that is the answer. No, that is the answer because (laughs) I I think that's what's important and not all of us have that mindset. And I think that is a, a, a great mindset to have. And it's something that you know, I think I even myself have struggled with um, at times and am not being able to look at my mistakes that that way. So I think that is amazing that that is where you're at. That is what you understand. And that is how you're able to go from these uh, learning lessons to onto your next victory because you're able to reframe it correctly. So I, I love that. And like I said, I always, every time I see you, I always see you smiling, but like I said before we started, you dealt with some tragedy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want you to talk about, you know, I want you to talk about that. I want to give you space to talk about that in a way that you, you know, you want to enlighten yeah. us. So, so yeah. So in this journey, what, 2019, kind of a year I'll never forget, August 3rd, I get a phone call that I need to get to to the freeway, the middle of the freeway. My son was in an accident on his motorcycle. And um, that uh, was the worst, absolutely the worst. Um, Tyree, I had him when I was 16. I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, just turning 17, but I, I had him when I was 16. And we really grew up together. That was, you know, that was my baby, you know my homeboy, my best friend, he would say it straight up. I'm a mama's boy. Forget it. You know, I am never going to be too cool to say that. And so that loss, um, it, you know, it it brought forth some good. Um, I would say 
not in that I enjoy that empty space that is, is present often. But um, I hear his voice. He has been and still is my biggest cheerleader. When I first started real estate, you know, I am married, I have a husband and he supports me 100%, but Kyrie was always like, mom, go, go, go. I'm just so proud. And so even now I still hear his voice like, mom, you got this. When little struggles happen in these transactions, like keep going, Candace. Actually, he would call me Keisha. Don't even know why. Keep going, Keisha. And so I just hear those in the back of my head and <clears throat> being able to just really take this tragedy and not want to, um, I want to be triumphant. I don't want to be a victim. There was a period that I did, I walked around and it felt like, you know, over my forehead, grieving mom, she lost her son, you know, and that's how I was showing up as well. And I don't remember where it was or what it was, but it's like, no, I don't want this. I want to help somebody else because I know I'm not alone. Um, we had had a couple of um, tragedies happen just kind of back to back because literally before Kyrie passed, one of my girlfriend's daughter, three weeks prior to that, I'm at her daughter's funeral supporting her. And then the call around three weeks later, and here we are at this service. A month after Kyrie passed, one of the young gals that was there at his service, she was she passed away and was killed in a similar accident, um, hit by a drunk driver. And so um, the way the community kind of came around for me, um, they there was just outpouring of love, support. Um, Kyrie knew a lot of people in the area and and the community. I mean, pretty much everybody was his cousin, um, <laughs> you know, and if you didn't know Kyrie, I, you probably knew of him. Um, and so when I looked at all of that, and I mean, even just kind of glancing at like the service and how, you know, the house was, I mean, people weren't able to even make it into the church. Um, I thought, gosh, I don't know if he's done a better job at 24 years and here I am, you know, I'm like, God, I have work to do. You know, my son has touched a lot of people's lives and not to say that I really care how many people show up to my funeral, but I do want to leave something, something to be remembered by. And maybe that is that, you know, I was inspired by Candace, like she did, she faced this tragedy and, you know, life is happening every day and look at look at me and just know that you can be okay too you know what i mean um and so also community some of my closest friends and investment are um black investment group big tribe of judah and our investment group said to me it's like candace We've got all these incidents happening and you, I just see your heart just jumping out and you wanna be there, you wanna support. We need to do something, you, you need to create something. And so that's where Kyrie's House Foundation came about um, and they wanted to support it. And so pretty much the um, people that are, well, 
volunteers and um, our core at Kyrie's House Foundation is closest fan, friends and family that I've known for years and um, have invested with. And we just want to give back. So um, I had a lot of, even after it happened, people would reach out to me and like, you know, I've seen your situation. I saw your story and I just lost my son or I just lost my daughter. And can you just listen? And so from that, I took some of the things that really helped me through. Because when I say support was here, I don't know how I was even facing the day some days, but people would be at my door. There was food at my house every day for 30 days straight. I didn't need a thing. And people say, what do you need? Hell, I don't know. What the heck do I need? I need my son back. And so um, I created these grief baskets that I give to other families. More on the lines of those that have lost um, children yeah. um, to tragedy. Um, just because that's where my heart just literally, it just takes a little leap out. And it says, I understand, I know your pain. I want you to know that I'm here to support you. I wanna offer some of the resources that helped me and just pay that forward. Wow, that is, that is amazing. And, you know, just, I, I think the part, you know, what you're saying, you know, you still hear him. And that is a, that is a call, the call that you got on October. August 3rd is a call that no parent ever wants to receive, right? You, you know, telling them to come down there and it's, not, it's a call nobody wants to receive. No. But then also to see how much of an impact that your son was able to have on people in such a short amount of time was amazing. And it inspired you, yeah. you know, to say, hey, you know what? I can do more. I can be better than I am right now. And that's not something you hear all the time. You know, you, you don't hear that something. You do hear that thing where you said, hey, you know, you were walking around for a long time. You're saying, hey, I, I'm, you know, feeling like that, that victim, like you said, that tag, and you didn't want to show up no more like that, right? And so it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, where you're, you're, you're just able to reframe things. And you were able to reframe this and say, hey, okay, this is what happened. This is not where I'm going to stay with right. this feeling of how I view this situation. And then you found something out of a hard situation and said, hey, this is how I'm going to use what happened. Yes, I'm not happy about what happened, but this is how I'm going to use it to be able to show up for other people. And then the fact that you had all of these people there to support you as you went through this, this journey. And then even, you know, coming up with the Kyrie, Kyrie house and I mean, um, sorry. Um, and then having, figuring out what you were going to do with that, having a heart for people who have been through the same thing, creating these fruit baskets. And that is, you know, I think we, it, when you were sitting there saying that, I started thinking of, you know, we sometimes take people and things for, for granted. And it really is something that we really don't know 
the hour, the day, the time. And we really have to learn to do a better job of appreciating people. And yeah, and it's just amazing. Just, um, wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. There's that one thing that says to me, it's like, okay, God, I know he was, you know, I was the vessel to have him and he's been yours the whole time, but there's got to be something bigger than that, than just not being here, right? Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, it's got to be something bigger. So I'm going to keep on pushing and moving forward, helping others. Um, giving back and not just giving back through the the foundation, but just giving back in in the community. You know, I still want families to see homeownership as a keystone of wealth because I believe it is. I mean, I looked at the numbers. I was looking at something not too long ago and it said something about the net worth of the average African-American is like, I don't know, don't quote me on the numbers, but like $25,000. Yeah. But and then, I think I've heard something similar uh, to that. Yeah. yeah it's 188,000. That's a big, that's a huge gap. That's a huge gap. And if I can just get one person to see that, you know, just going from renting to owning right there in itself over time is a great investment in yourself for your family, for your future watching i mean with Kyrie, you know he actually he was saving his money to buy his house um and so in his 401k or um, little savings plan he had about seven thousand dollars saved and he had just been at um his job for about a year so that was all in the plans actually i still have the text messages of him getting his real estate license because he would always say mom all we ever talk about here at work is purchasing homes and and, uh, buying houses. So, but, um, you know, just all of this together, all of it together, community, buy a house if you can, the numbers make sense, buy a house Um, and, you know, build wealth. Everybody's not meant to be a landlord either. So I'm not here to throw that down anybody's throat. But if my thought process, if you can rent, you should be able to buy. Yeah. And if you're not there, then, you know, let's get together and, you know, get disciplined on budgeting and finance, um, you know, getting your money working for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you kind of answered my next question because that, Did I? you know, we, <laughs> yeah, which is good because you, we kind of, with this thing right now with the client, uh, with the the climate of things going on we're in a recession that they haven't officially announced is a recession and all these things and my question was is it possible to still build generational wealth through real estate and you've answered that question and you're saying absolutely it's still possible to do it discipline and learning how to budget some of the things that you know we were not taught and when i say we i mean i actually i was taught to budget i was Mm -hmm learned it in school, but I learned it in my household. And I realized too, a lot of my friends and the people I know that I connect with were not taught. Mm. And um, the numbers make sense. I mean, interest rates have gone up. Told you I bought my house 21 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Paid it off in May this year. So when I first bought my house, I don't know exactly what the interest rate was. 
don't have that paperwork anymore. But I will tell you that it was somewhere between seven and a half and eight percent, which is more than where we're at right now. And I kid you not, it felt like it was not affordable at all. But I yeah. did it. I did it. And you know, and it's paid in full now. Like that's half a million dollars that I I have. That's that's mine, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay. So I want to ask you this question and then I'm going to come back and touch on something you said earlier. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to, to sell real estate at a, at a high level, what are the three most important skills that you would say a person needs? To Ooh, be able to sell okay. Skill. And I don't know, maybe somebody might not think this is a skill but I'm going to say confidence mm. um, because I, I didn't have it when I first started those eight transactions. I didn't have the confidence. So I, you know, this, for me, this was one of those jobs where, you know, they say, don't say, fake, don't fake it till you make it. Well, I faked it till I got the confidence and the confidence came and, you know, just really learning and asking questions and, so I think you really need to have confidence. Mm-hmm. I talk to agents all the time. Now, there's 300 agents at my brokerage that I support. And the biggest deal killer most often is confidence. Oh. They just don't see that they can do it or, you know, looking at a task and saying, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm the, I fear how I'm going to look, or if I do this, I'm going to look this way, or, you know, it's like the fear of looking bad or fear of what other people are going to think. So confidence, I think is number one, because we're not, I'm not selling any homes. I'm really not selling homes. I am selling myself that I can get the job done. So I'm selling me to you, Jalal, that you can buy a house with me and I will take you down that path and make sure that, you know, we get from beginning to end. So confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, communication. <laughs> communication skills, because I can tell you right now, I'm pretty certain those that don't know how to communicate, they can mm-hmm. kill a deal. And, and, and communication, as simple as answering your phone, you know, <laughs> you got a house up for sale and somebody's trying to buy it and you don't answer the phone so I can communicate to you that I want to put in an offer for you to accept or vice versa. Communication is key because, and I think that goes along probably the lines of negotiation, but good communication and being able to negotiate Um, And that's negotiating, not just, you know, on the price of the house, that's negotiating with the other agent on the other side, that's actually negotiating sometimes with your client, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. clients who they just like, oh, well, you know, this is my first house and it has to have this, 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 this. Well, let me just kind of sit here. Let's really take this back and let's really look at maybe an avenue. Maybe this is the step up home. So negotiation. Um, and then the ability to adapt to change because mm-hmm. this, ooh, ooh, this is, it's a roller coaster. It is mm-hmm. a roller coaster. There's so many highs and so many lows, 
There's changes in the market consistently. Um, the big change that we're seeing right now is like the hikes in the interest rates and um, inflation. So, you know, the ability to pivot. So right now I kind of got to put a different game on. So mm-hmm. the ability to adapt to change, I would say, because this is definitely one of those that if you don't or you're not able to, you know, step up, maybe do a little bit of video and you just want to send, you know, mailers and email to somebody all the time, that's not getting it all the time anymore. You get on yeah. social media. So change in a lot of aspects um, is, is a skill that they should have at a high level. Okay. I, I think I'm going to go back to your confidence because I heard this saying that competence breeds confidence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was, uh, you know, when you said going back to just learning the learning what you're doing, it makes you more confident in what you're yeah. trying to, to do. So I think that, doing it, you know, you start doing yeah. it. It's like, wait a minute. So I went from eight, nine to 27 homes. Wait a minute. I can do this and I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's amazing. And, and communication, I mean, everyone needs that that's right i'm seeing that light but i'm telling you i've got you deal with some agents they just like they'll kill a deal or you i've dealt with you know just even other vendors that are in the transaction there's so many players in a trans transaction it's like you know if the just say the um inspector does not communicate well to the client that yes this is wrong with the house but is that a deal breaker? You know, there's so many things. So communication is key. It's key. So yeah. communication slash negotiation. <laughs> and that yeah. reminded me of this book that I have to break back off my bookshelf. It's called, um, uh, I can't even think of what it's called, but it's about negotiation. And I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, but it's, uh, so I'm going to put it in the link to the bio because it's a really good book on the negotiation. I'm just drawing it. Um, never split. Never, no, split, never the split the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, really think that's an amazing book on negotiation. And you know, I just, started it on my Audible and I will mm-hmm. tell you just that I'm going to have to read the book because the Audible mm-hmm. version is just kind of a little, I don't know if you've ever listened to where they just kind of have a stale um, sound. Yes, like, yes. I would yep. uh, turn it off and turn the music <laughs> back on. So I'm going to have yeah. to put that one in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is when I first uh, listened to it, I did listen to it on audio. And then I, I went and bought the book. And I was like, man, there's some nuggets in here that I, I, I like, I need my pen to yeah. highlight. And yeah, yep, yep. So that is that is interesting. Okay, so this is the question if someone came to you right now and they are struggling to take action on their dreams, what would you tell them? Struggling to take action on their dreams. Well, number one, we all know this life is short. So like get to moving, but there's, um, gosh, there's a quote that I, I'm, it's in my head. Um, oh gosh, what is that called? There's somebody out there less qualified than you doing what you should be doing, but they're doing it because they stepped out on, on faith and belief in themselves, right? It's like, 
don't be that one just sitting around and waiting, somebody else doing your job that you can do better. That you can do better, right? Because this is something you want. And so, you know, they're struggling. And and I deal with this a lot. I deal with this with eight. It's like, okay, Candace, I not, you know, I don't have any clients and I've been making my calls like write down, start with your why write down your why, because sometimes too, we get stuck in thinking that this is what I really want to do, or, you know, gosh, Candace, I've seen you in real estate, and you're doing amazing, and I, I know you're making a lot of money, and I want to do that too, but really know your why. Why do you want to get into real estate, right, or why do you want to get into whatever it is you want to do? Write that down so you can go back to it, because in everything, there's going to be challenges, right? And I need to, you know, and I, that's what I've done. I've written my why. It's like, okay, when I'm scared to jump off this cliff right now, I got to go back to my why. I've got four grandbabies and, you know, my two daughters and, you know, my son that I just want to see succeed. And that's my why. And that helps, you know, just kind of take that next step. Yeah, I think that's it. That's important, writing down that why understanding what it is that you need to get why you want to do this why it's important to you so like you said when these challenges come you, you can, can revert back to that yeah, yeah. You need yeah. To be. I don't care if that's investing if you like I want to get into investing and you know I'm super scared make sure you know why you want to get into investing and then you know develop those steps that will get you there yeah and I think there's an important caveat to that because some people uh, chase other people's dreams because it looks good on them. Everything that looked good on somebody else is not necessarily going to look good on you. So you got to make sure that you're the reason you want this is not because of it looks good on somebody else. You have to make sure because we all have gifts, talents, and abilities. And, you know, if I see somebody on stage singing just because I like the fact that they can sing doesn't mean that that I should go up there and also try to be a singer because that's not my <laughs> gift. Right, <laughs> so, right. Singers can make a lot of money too. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But we got to operate in our our sphere of our our gifts. Right. Um, and I, you said something. So you've kind of spoke to me about your your legacy. You said one of the things you want to do is buy homes for all your children and your grandchildren. And you are halfway there. What is what does that feel like? Like to just to just to know that, you know, you went from a thought that this is what I want to do to now being able to say I am halfway there already. Like that, I mean, and these aren't like it's not like you said, I'm I want to buy a car for all my kids. You said a home. Um what is that like for you to just be already halfway to that point? Um, I have, since Kyrie passed, I have envisioned getting on the other side of tragedy, getting on the other side of being a victim, getting on the other side of the challenges of being a black woman in real estate at the top of production. When I first started seven years ago, 
there was maybe in my market, Pierce County, maybe three black women. Wow. At the level that I was, right? Mm-hmm. And thank God there's more now, which is amazing. Um, but I want to get on the other side. Like I have come to a place where I know that I can create what I want for myself. I can mm-hmm. create. And so I want to do that. I want to, I've set these goals. I've, I don't know. Have you done your goal setting for next year already? I, I have not. And I will be honest, I have not, but that is on my things to do. Cause I got a project coming that I'm going to start on the 15th of this month. So it will be done before that. And so when I'm setting these goals, um, and I, I mean, I've hired a, a coach, a real estate coach. I've, I've hired mentors to people to help teach me so that I can surpass and, and get to that next level. Cause I know I can do it. And I want to, I have a strong desire. I want to build a legacy for my children. I want to build wealth. I want to have the victory. I don't want to be a victim. I spent too many years being a victim of all the circumstances, you know, being raised in a single family household, being a victim of rape at 13 years old, being a teen mom at 16 years old. I had been living a life of being a victim. Unfortunately, it took my son not being here for me to say, I am done being, I want to get to the other side of all of this. On the other side of my fear, on the other side of my lack of confidence, there's so much there and I'm tapping in. Yes, I I love this. And I think there's so many people right now, right, that are going to listen to this and just understand that you know, their situation may not even be half as what you had to overcome and get through, right? And to understand that everything we want is on the other side of those, that fear, that lack of confidence, and just understand that victimhood, everything is under, on the other side of that, right? Everything we want. And just having that desire. I love that. I wrote it down, desire, and circled it. You know what I'm saying? How hard is it to visualize? You know, it's like, I get in, I, I still walk in a lack of confidence a lot of times, you know, but it's like, okay, Candace, why, why, why you want to be, you know, and excuses. I know those are normally just fear and lack of confidence. It's, it's pretty much, they normally boil down to two things, right? And it's those two things. And I'm just like, I refuse to let them be 100%, you know, overcome what you know i can achieve i don't want that to happen so yeah we're gonna step on the other side we stepping into it okay jumping off cliffs every day if what that's what you want to call it i'm doing i'm going all in catch me i love it (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it and okay so candace i want people to be able to follow this journey where can they find you at on on social media how do where do people or even just to let you know that you know your story affected them and you know they're now going to walk into their destiny where can they find you at so the best place to find me only because when I look at I have quite a few jobs you know I'm the CEO of Kyrie's House Foundation I am the regional sales manager for my brokerage and I am a full-time uh, real estate agent, mom, 
you know, grandma. So I have found one location that really is where you can connect with me. And that is my personal Facebook page, which is Facebook and I'm Candy Lady 99. Candy Lady 99. Okay. And what I will do is I will put in the description for the um, podcast, I will have a link. So you can just click the link and it will take you right to her page. Now yeah. that I can get back on, now that I got back on Facebook today after six months. Uh, right. Yeah. So we. Then the well, other definitely. one for the foundation is Kyrie's House and it's C A I R E S house.org. House.org. Okay. Perfect. And this link will also be in the bio because I want you guys to be able to not only connect with her but see it for yourself because seeing is believing and like i said we have to see it before we can do it and she's an example of the fact that it can be done Mm -hmm. and just by making a decision and you are going to have to overcome some things and to get to the place that you want to be Candice, I just want to say thank you for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate you coming on and just really so dropping so many nuggets. And I, I can't wait for um, people to really hear this. And I hope they just soak it up because there was a lot of information here. And we have left the ways they can reach out to you. And I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening to the Action Only Podcast. And I'm your host, Jalal Wilson. And today we had Candace Frazier on the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed today. And until next time, have a good one. Bye.